Welcome back to So What Patreon Bay with Casey and Kiki and Shan. We are closing up One Up on Wall Street by Peter Lynch. And we are moving into our new book. We talking about their trip to Hawaii because I did not go. And we had a little life after death talk. So I hope you guys enjoy me. Oh. oh, come on, Sarah Cat. You see it. I know you see it. Yeah. How you feeling? Uh, you feel tired? Yes, bitch. Oh my god. Like didn't get like, sleep last night tired or no sleep at all tired? Like today is still Monday tired. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like today is still Monday. Um, tomorrow's Tuesday, but today's Tuesday and tomorrow's Wednesday. Mm. That's the kind of tired I am. Not. I'm gonna shut your ass up. Oh, I'm on the air. Over here, um, a ceiling in my living room. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm tired. I can feel it. I want to know all about y'all trip. I want to know Kiki gonna join, right? Where Kiki at? She's sleeping, she's dead in bed. Anya, you're not part of this show. Shut up, Anya. Probably no. She probably calling Kobe. Is it raining again? Jesus. Is it raining over there near you? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. It's pouring over here like a monsoon. I know after this recording, I'm going to put some shorts on in a robe and take the dogs out to go eat. Mm-hmm. Texted too. Uh, Keep it uh, real. Today feels like Monday still. So tired, boots. I, I, I barely I, slept on a plane. What happened? I barely slept on a plane. Oh. Was it uncomfortable? Uh, yeah. Mm. She said sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Bring your sleepy ass. Right. But I'm trying to, you know, do shit like normal. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll probably make, I'll prep the dog's food for the week tonight. And then, um, Try to get up, like shower and stuff, and then get up early to go to the gym and shit. This how tired both of y'all are. Y'all giving me feeling realness. Now listen. <laughs> oh man! Well, welcome back from Hawaii. Thanks. 
it looked amazing in the FaceTime and the pictures. Um, what was that hike like? Terrible. What'd you say? It was terrible. Why was it terrible? Bitch, who goes hiking? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, Kiki. That hike was lit. I wanted what? to go up higher, but of course, Kiki couldn't make it. It was not my intention to go hiking in Hawaii. <laughs> I said, these fools over there going up rocks. I said, look at uh, Casey, light skin ankles. Just going. I said, yes. But it looked pretty. I said, what the hell? Like all of the, just the green all over the mountain and stuff. It looked crazy. Yeah, the greenery was really pretty. What's the name of it again? Io. 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 Io Valley. Io. Hmm. I think it's EO Valley. Y'all saw any lights? It's spelled I-A-O. So I just said I-O. Right, but that's not how it's pronounced in Hawaiian. (laughs) But that's that's how he said it in the Uber yesterday on the way to the airport. He said I-O or did he say EO? It sounded to me like he said I-O. Oh. Because because I was saying EIO. <laughs> no, we were saying IAO. I cannot. Did y'all see any like interesting insects or birds and shit? No, just crabs. Crabs? Yeah. Hella crabs? Mm-hmm. Oh, and Hawaii has like chickens, like loose. Like right. free. And roosters. Oh my God. Yeah. They got like free chickens and stuff. But the guy, our Uber driver, who was telling us in that valley, mm-hmm. um, he was saying how there's like wild boar in that in the valley. Them things is dangerous. Them boars ain't yeah. But he also said on that island, there are no predatory animals on the island. That's good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was beautiful. So is that mountain is that mountain um like open all the time or does it close at a certain time? Do people watch it? So the thing I about think that the valley, park itself closes at eight. Oh. Yeah. So the thing about um, say it again, Kiki. The park itself. No, the name of the eight. valley. Oh, uh, shit! I a o damn it e i o, no, e i o. <laughs> I don't know how you say it. Well, either way, the name of the valley means cloud in Hawaiian. So it's Cloud Valley. Mm-hmm. And on the mountain, it rains every day. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It rains every day in that mountain. And that's um, Maui's or Hawaii's. I can't remember if he said it was like all of Hawaii or just Maui's main source of drinking water. Wow, that's interesting. Because, um, because how because it rains and because that mountain again it rains every single day in that mountain. Mm. And then when it's like heavy rainfalls, like you can, and then when it's heavy rainfalls, you can see the water coming down on the side of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Water so fresh. And then he says, like, when it rains, 
especially during a heavy like during rainy season mm-hmm. that um the 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 valley itself can get between three to five hundred inches of rain mm. Hold on. They were gonna tell me how is um what is called. The what? These hoes over here playing music. Oh. I was wondering who was that. I thought I thought it was me. No. It's a state monument. Uh I guess, yeah. Hi. That's what they said. Nobody talking on these videos. They're just playing music and showing it. It looks yeah. exactly like our pictures. Mm-hmm. And then they say that um, what is it? That you can, like, there's mangoes and guavas that grow in that valley, but we ain't see none. Oh. Yeah, we didn't. Maybe if we went further up, we would, we would have. Yeah, and he said you could pick it and eat it. Nice. What, was, uh, what else? What was the hotel like? The hotel, hotel? yeah, it was straight. That that food was bomb. Mm. Listen, that re- that breakfast at that restaurant hotel, yeah, was fucking delicious. Well, you, you say at the Maui Beach Hotel? Um, come on, Pog. They have this drink called Pog, and it's it's called P O G Pog, mm-hmm. and it's passion. Um guava and orange That's yeah it is so good uh-huh what you had casey the same thing that's okay so i ordered that drink first okay mm-hmm. and i think kiki ordered it too and then we were like this shit good as fuck <laughs> listen i had the um regular pancakes which were good still mm-hmm. Then I had the um, Hawaiian omelet. The port- the Portuguese sausage was good. Mm. Um, I had some some fried mahi mahi that was bomb. Some uh, not from the hotel though, restaurant. What yeah, it was it was another um like fish market. Tansi's Kiki Kiki, Kiki market. just running Kiki just running through all the food she had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That so at the so hotel, good. we had breakfast every day while we were there. Okay. Was that included or you had to pay for it? No, we had to pay for that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the thing about, and I, I guess, like, Hawaiians love pancakes. Yeah. yeah. Are they the pancakes with no edges? No. no that's, uh, that's mine, the Japanese. Mine was, was fluffy. Hmm. But like they just like pancakes, like so. I had a different pancake every day. What they yeah. put on it? Like one day I had like regular buttermilk pancakes, and then the next day I had um, the macadamia pancakes, mm-hmm. which had macadamia nuts in them, and then like crushed macadamias on top. Mm-hmm. And then see, the day, I don't like coconut or macadamia, so I just stuck with. The well, regular can I get to the coconut part? <laughs> wanted to insert that in there because um i don't do coconut continue on (laughs) (laughs) and then all i had the coconut pancakes Mm -hmm. thanks kiki and uh it it had coconut flakes in it and then it had coconut flakes on top Mm -mm. 
all were very, very delicious, by the way. Mm. Casey's speaking for herself. (laughs) (laughs) So the restaurants and the other places, was it far from the hotel? Um, Not really. Yes and no. Yeah. Mm. So tell me about this um, this millionaire that was driving y'all around. Which one, the white one or the black one? Oh, excuse me. They just all over the place. Uh, right. In my opinion, it was only one, which is the white man. <laughs> not a black man, not no man out of you? He didn't say he was a millionaire. That, that, just because he ain't say that, I mean, he ain't. Um, you talking about the cute well, one? I'm, well, I, I, I'm going off of words and receipts. All, all, <laughs> I heard, all I heard the black man tell me was he has four acres of land with five houses on it that he rents out the five houses. Oh, hell no. Mm-hmm. He has four cars that he mm-hmm. rents out. Mm-hmm. He has a place in LA that he rents out. And he also has a studio in LA that he owns. Oh, so he a got music studio in LA. How old is he? 28. Wow. Young. Wow. So if that don't translate to millionaire. Yeah, it does. It's like... <laughs> It's like, um, a, it's like a soft brag without saying I don't need to say. Right. Yeah. It didn't translate to me. I mean, the the what gave me me, me me that was that I'm a millionaire. I ain't worked in 20 years. Oh, shit. That's what gave me millionaire status. And, and, and you just drive an Uber just to get out the house and interact with people. Mm. Was he old? Yeah. Yes. Mm. He got kids. But hindsight, that white man did say he became a millionaire by the time he was 30. Right. Mm. Not to I don't say, know if he got kids or not. He didn't say that. Not not to say that um the no, he said he was a millionaire by the time he was 30. Mm-hmm. Not to say that that the that the um that the that the the handsome gentleman didn't say he was, you know, not there, mm-hmm. but he just ain't mm-hmm. say it. Mm-hmm. He did say, however, how he would love to come to Atlanta because uh, Hawaii ain't got no black people. Yeah. And Hawaii really doesn't have no black people. Mm-mm. So if y'all went again, would y'all go to a different island? Um, I would. What about you, Kiki? No, I probably wouldn't. I'd probably stick to, uh, stick to Maui. Mm. Are the islands far apart? Um, I don't I don't think so. I think the closest one is the island that actually has Honolulu on it. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't think that they're that that they're far apart in um proximity or anything. Yeah, I honestly would just go to the other islands just to experience them. Mm-hmm. But I feel like out of all the islands, well, not all the islands, I would say Maui is the most. I feel like Maui is the one where tourists can go and actually live like a local, right? Okay, like do things like the locals do. Like the there's local. resorts and stuff on Maui. Mm-hmm. But they're like uh, they're like an hour away from the hotel, and like people normally just stay on the resort. 
Yeah, so it's like an all-inclusive place where you don't have to leave unless they want to. Yeah. Hmm. Because I know when Drew and I, I, I was talking to Drew about it, and he was talking to one of his friends. He was like, you know, um, what he was saying was because he was like, yeah, your hotel didn't seem like it was very far from the airport. I was like, nah, we were like maybe like 10 minutes away from the airport. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he was like, well, shit. He was like, well, if we decide to go again, if you decide, well, if we go, he's like, so when we go again, because he's like, ain't no when, because he wants me to go with him when he goes. He was like, so when we go again, he was like, we probably will get a like a like a hotel, like an airport hotel, mm-hmm. and then just you know just bounce around from there. And then I was like, yeah, we can do that too. And then I was like, also they were telling us like, nigga, we can hop on a bus, like really? the local bus, because Honolulu, yeah. like now we have a city bus mm-hmm. that goes all over the island, and you could all you got to do is pay four dollars and you get an all day pass. Wow. Yeah, I'll do that. It, um, how was the beach? The beach was beautiful. Oh yeah, it was nice. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Was there a lot of people there? Hell yeah. Oh, wow. And you could tell like a lot of people go out there to go like windsurfing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The weather is it like breezy hot or is like it's windy. Oh, okay. It was really, really windy. It was hot, mm-hmm. and you knew it was hot, but it wasn't that bad because of how windy it was. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was like the right amount of breeze. Nice to to where you didn't feel cold either. Nice, nice. And I wasn't, and we weren't sweating like crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So breeze. This uh, okay. So what's like? What's five things? Um, that you learned that you would do different as far as the traveling, the hotel, and the roaming of Hawaii? Uh, I would definitely not try to do it all in one trip. Like I would um, get a layover and stay in like LA or Houston Mm -hmm. for a day Mm -hmm. and then fly out to Hawaii. Okay that day like early that next like early that next morning yeah like i wouldn't do what we did okay um because that shit is is um long and tiring as hell right second thing um second thing i don't mind the hotel like i will stay at a hotel by the airport because it's right off the beach Mm -hmm. and you don't have any issues you know getting to the airport in time xyz Mm -hmm. I think the second thing for me is instead of us like um, doing like ride share to everywhere, mm-hmm. I would probably catch the bus the next time. Right. Okay. What's the third thing you do different? I would do a luau. What's a luau? So a luau is like where they um is it a is it called a luau? I think it's called a luau, and it's kind of like a um it's kind of like where they come like where like they cook all the like to tradition the traditional Hawaiian food, mm-hmm. and it's outside. It's kind of like a cookout. Okay, where they but Hawaiian style, huh? Where they be dancing and stuff. Yeah. Okay. It's like a cookout, but Hawaiian style. It's a Hawaiian cookout, basically. Okay. I would do that. 
Uh, another thing I will do is I will go during well seasons. I will go back in February. Okay. Right. Yeah, cause I didn't get to see any. Mm. Um, and Kiki found a helicopter tour, and I would definitely do that next time. A what tour? Right. A helicopter tour, but it was like two hundred and fifty dollars though. But for like what an hour? Um, no, it was I think an hour and thirty minutes, so ninety minutes, mm-hmm. and it takes you over all the valleys. Oh wow! Um, oh, yeah, the waterways and stuff like that. But however, since it's so expensive, if you go back, I would be prepared to put that in your budget. Yeah, because it's not cheap. That's but that's why I didn't want to do it when I was there. Okay, so far as far as like shopping and buying things, is it true that it's just expensive to buy things? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. No. Like stuff is like stuff is like okay so i feel like the stuff is kind of like reasonably priced mm-hmm. but their taxes are like hella low like the tax was like 4.167 percent mm. like on on sales tax to like to the dollar okay that's not bad and yeah. from what a friend of mine was telling me in honolulu there's this place called luxury row mm-hmm. where they sell like uh, designer labels mm-hmm like 20% cheaper than on the mainland. Mm. And if you were to purchase something off of um, Luxury Row for that price, mm-hmm. if you go to the store on the mainland and be like, hey, I bought it in Hawaii for X, Y, and Z, they will sell it to you on the mainland for the same price. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a jug. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So I yes. I see that um I woke up to your famished text. These two was scrambling in the airport for food and everything was closed. <laughs> oh my god. That's what I said. That's what I was saying. If you're gonna go, like go, like don't do it like an overnight thing. Like go to LA for a day and then plan to be there like that day or whatever, and then go to Hawaii. No, she's talking about not the day that we went to Hawaii. She's Y'all talking about back. the day coming back. I think because the flight was so late. Oh. And then, you know, the time zones, like, I think, like, you really got to be mentally prepared for the time zones Mm -hmm. because, I mean, that was really out of our control. But see, honestly, Kiki, like, technically, our flight wasn't late. Our flight was at noon in Hawaii, but Hawaii Mm -hmm. is three hours behind LA. Right. It's what I'm saying. It's the time zone. So if it was, so when we landed in LA, it was like nine o'clock in LA, but it Mm -hmm. was technically three o'clock six no not o'clock in hawaii yeah mm. and, and then that flight is a good what five hours oh my, roughly? Yeah. my ass would be burning Mm-mm. you gotta be mentally prepared for the times the difference yeah and and um aware yeah, oh, definitely. Definitely where I would say make sure you get you some snacks um, before you leave Hawaii. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, 
so you can have something to eat on the plane and maybe something to eat when you land um, in LA. And then also, I think a, a lot of things were closed in the airport just simply due to COVID. Yeah, that too. Yeah, which is again out of our control. So, so like I would probably suggest if people are like going and planning on going to like Hawaii, yeah. I would suggest like finding a flight leaving Hawaii that's in the mm-hmm. evening. Mm-hmm. So when you get to the airport and whatever city you're going to, it's the middle of the day, right? Okay. Okay. Well, overall, it sounds like it was a good trip. It looked very relaxing. Overall, it was definitely refreshing to me. Like, I came back and set up my LLC, applied for a business card, like, motivating. That's good. That's good. As long as y'all feel refreshed, I know. um, When do y'all go back to work? Um, tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank God we work from home. Yes. Because I don't know how y'all would feel going back into an office after that. Directly after that. Okay. But that's good. Okay. Well, good news. This is the last um, overall summary of One Up on Wall Street by Peter Lynch. Yay. episode six of season six and um, we have the new book for season seven and I'm just gonna breeze through these last four chapters and um, wrap it up again get our thoughts about it and introduce the new book and we are done okay Speaking of the new book, I haven't ordered it yet because I'm trying to find more stuff to add to my cart in Amazon. That is the scam that is Amazon. Yeah. Once you order something and you hit confirm, then you remember like two things you should have bought. I got mine because I already had stuff in my cart. So, okay. I'm on there looking at sex toys and stuff. Ooh, I've been thinking about that all day, but I want to go to the actual store here. You should go. Yeah, I want to go, but you know, I can't bring kids in there. Have your nephews watch him. My nephew's mm-hmm. not here. He's gone till July. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. My other nephew drove up here with his godbrother and they drove back to Florida. Um, today's yeah, it's oh. a girl's house once again. Hey. So, Ask yeah. Chrissy to watch him. Chrissy uh, just came from Costa Rica. She got to work. I saw mm. she was in Costa Rica. Yeah, it was pretty. Um, you know, I guess I'll figure I'll figure out something out. Um, we'll be back until Sunday. Well, oh, good news. Mm-hmm. Um, all state picked up my goddamn claim, so yeah, it will be taking my truck Friday at the body shop, and I'll get a rental. Um, and. We'll go from there, but yeah, I'm tired of driving my ugly, my ugly car. My wrist stopped hurting me. My neck yeah. is a little bit more loose. So um that's, that's my good news. All right, so for chapter 16, um this is called Designing a Portfolio, where he talks, Peter Lynch talks about 
which you should have in your portfolio. Portfolio, basically, I summarized it. He was saying, don't get in over your head with stocks, meaning don't buy a whole bunch of stocks and think you're making good choices by spreading out your money. Because if it's a whole bunch of bad stocks, you're making a whole bunch of bad uh, decisions. Um, he said, only buy into stocks if you can afford to lose it. So I think when people think uh, investing their money, they don't think about that part too much. Um, and they follow trends. And we already talked about that. That's something you shouldn't do. And the section where he was talking about spreading it around, he said, over time, as you get older, so should your portfolio, meaning the things that you felt like um, were good companies to invest in long-term, you should get smarter. Therefore, you should take out your money out of the stocks and the companies that aren't going to do well long-term and put it in something that is. In chapter 17, the best time to buy and sell, he went into detail about um, when to buy and sell for stocks. Um, I say get the book because you already know Peter is long-winded and I'm not about to do all of that. He talked about um, the drumbeat effect, meaning how to uh, follow how the stocks are moving in order to know when to buy and sell. In chapter 18, he talked about the 12 silliest, most dangerous things people say about stock prices. I'm just gonna breeze through. Number one, it can't go down much more. That's a lie. It can get lower and you will lose all your money just watching your money go down and dwindle and dwindle. For instance, yep. me having um, stocks in Stockpile, which is the app that I use, I have it for myself and the two girls, I'll watch stocks and if it gets to a percentage that's getting lower that I'm not comfortable with, I'll go ahead and I'll sell a certain percentage of that stock. Maybe I won't sell it all. Maybe I will sell it all depending on how it's doing over a period of time. I don't check it every day, but when I do feel like I haven't checked it in a while, I'll look at it and I'll see how it, it's been behaving over the past two weeks or in a month. And I'll just- you know what I'm saying? You got to. Number two, he said, you can always tell when a stock hits bottom. That's a lie. Sometimes you can't. And he said, especially um, with the economy at that time in the book fluctuating, just like it is still now, you can't tell. So don't ever feel like you, you can guesstimate what a stock is going to do because you really can't. Number three, how can it get any higher? He's basically he was like, don't fool yourself. Stocks can get as high as people put in money. So if you research the stock enough and you see that it's getting high, for instance, people didn't think AMC was going to come back. AMC came back, okay? And, and the stocks is getting higher and higher. So those who kept their money in, they're benefiting better than those who are putting their money in now. Number four, it's only $3 a share. How can I lose? That's an illusion. You can lose. So basically he brought it down, broke it down to, if it goes to $0, you lose everything. A cheap stock can be a big loss depending on how much money you put in it, no matter how cheap the stock was at the beginning. Um, number five, eventually they'll always come back. No, some companies go bankrupt and they never come back and, and you won't see that stock up there again. So don't get comfortable in that mindset. Um, number six, it can't get worse. Clearly it can. 
it's kind of, it's basically are you going to watch all your money fucking disappear or are you going to make a decision before all your money disappears like a lot of this is like common sense throughout the chapters that we've been seeing and reading um so these are like very nonchalant things a lot of people say to make themselves feel comfortable in their stupidity to me number seven when it rebounds ten dollars i'll sell people waiting for something good to happen when the the stock is possibly going to shit and they're just watching it. Um, this number eight, conservative stocks don't fluctuate much. That's a lie. Some stocks, just because they were doing great over a longer period of time, they can dip down really low. And depending on how much you invested, you can lose what you invested over a longer period of time. So you do have to watch it, no matter if it's a conservative stock or not. Um, number nine, it takes long for anything to happen. That's not true. A stock can be low as shit tonight, and in the morning, it's sky high. You just have to know um, what you're looking for and how to read it and really see in today's time what stocks are going to last and what stocks are going to grow, you know, possibly overnight, depending on what the success and the uh, people investing in. Number 10, I didn't buy in, I'll buy in next time. He said, don't do that. Because let's say if it's Home Depot and Home Depot was really at a good price and a um, good rate and you didn't buy in and then another company comes as sort of like Home Depot and you buy into that instead. Home Depot's stock is really going to be high because it's been around. This new stock is not because people don't trust it yet. They need to see how it's, how it's doing. So you can miss out. So if you feel like you are supposed to buy into something that's doing really great, don't wait until the stock gets higher and higher and higher to where whatever you invest won't be enough. If you wanna jump into it, just jump into it. Um, number 10, um, I didn't buy in. So I'm just gonna not buy in. Is it, Basically, he was like, it's a choice. If you really believe that this company will be good for you profit-wise, go ahead and buy in. And number 12, the stock is up, so it must be right. No, because stocks like Tesla dip. Um, oh, yeah. Bitcoin <laughs> will dip depending on, you know, who is investing. So I felt like those are um, great points that he made in that chapter. The next chapter called Options, Futures, and uh, Shorts. He was basically talking about um, the worst thing that you could do is buy an option that has nothing to do with you owning a share of a company. So basically he broke down options where when a company grows, the shareholders benefit, but options have zero a zero sum game where if it grows or not, it's really, if it lose a dollar, you lose a dollar. So it's basically you putting into something where you might lose everything. So you really have to make a decision on what type of investment you wanna make. He talked about short stocking, which I thought was funny because it's kind of like how um, bootleggers do shit. Um, mm -hmm. Short stocking is basically borrowing something from the neighbors and then selling the item and pocketing the item in cash, but you keeping the higher end item and replacing it. 
So people do it in hope to borrow something that's high value, but replace it with something that's low value and they keep the difference. And that's how they make money. Uh, the last chapter, chapter 20, 50,000 Frenchmen can be wrong. I don't know where he got that title, but okay. Another chapter where he was very long-winded and he was talking about um, points that you should remember towards the end of the book, like the market can move in any direction over a short period of time or a long period of time. You just have to know what you're supposed to be looking for. He said the market will decline again, which it has because this book is old. Um, he also said when the market declines, that's a great time to buy into stocks. You can't predict stocks always and different categories of stocks offer different risks. So overall, I will say this book was um, sometimes very long-winded because he always had like an example that was like a crazy experience of his. And it has a lot of great points that stick to what the topic was for each chapter. Um, I think if you're just getting into stocks and you want to get the, the language, I think it's a good book to just breeze through and overview. But I think now that it's 2021, there's a lot more better um, books about stocks to get into um, that have a simpler way of giving it the information to you so you can, so it can stick better. And um, I mean, I'm not going to say I would read it again. I wouldn't read it again. But it's just a good book to uh, experience, kind of. What y'all thought about the book? I thought it was really redundant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he repeated a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like a... Um, I felt like he... I felt like, the, I felt like the book was more... It could have been more like a pamphlet. Yes. Yes, like tell me once and let's move on. But he kept bringing up things that were we read about in other chapters, I guess, to make sure we got the understanding of it. Because even in the last chapter, he was breaking down the different types of um, stocks and investments as if we didn't go over that five chapters ago. Yeah. But um, I, if I had to grade it, I would give it a... C minus because sometimes there were chapters that I didn't want to read, but I did like go into it because I don't know. I didn't want another polished whole moment where we all got to like half half of the book and was like, I don't want to read this shit no more. <laughs> so I wanted to um see it through to the end. But um I would give it a C minus. It's not a book I would keep. Uh -uh. Yeah, I don't think I would like reference it ever again. Mm. Yeah. So, moving on to bigger and newer things, we have Midnight, a gangster love story by Sister Soldier. Okay. Sister Soldier been giving us books and um, stories for. I want to say over two decades because I remember reading um, The Coldest Winter Ever when I was in high school. Right. And I read that book in like, I think two hours, 
two, three hours in the in Barnes and Noble. And it was a good page turner at that time because I had a young mind. And we recently um, read that again. And we all wanted to punch Winter in her face. But since um, Sister Soldier came out with Midnight, uh, was it this year or last year? With Midnight? Yeah. I think Midnight been out a long time. Has it? What book did she drop recently? The the coldest one ever, part two. The sequel. Okay, okay. So that's the book she dropped recently. So yeah. um Kiki uh chose this book and she said she wanted to know more about Midnight's side of the story after he left. Um spoiler. Um after he left and <laughs> ever. So we're gonna get more insight on Midnight from that um, story. And I broke it down already. And Midnight, this book will have six episodes. It's only 496 pages. You can order the book from Amazon, which is like our favorite place. You can find it other places. You can get the hard copy or the paperback. Um, I have a book, Kiki has a book, Casey has to order the book while he gets his other 300 things in his Amazon cart. We will start reading the book. Um, I want to do the first episode differently where I want to already read a little bit of the book. So I say, what did I say to read? I said the first episode, we should have read one through seven, chapters one through seven, because the chapters aren't really that long, Mm -hmm. Um, just to get an idea of the book to have more to talk about in the first um, episode. So we we will be taking a break from now till the 29th, and the 29th is a Tuesday, and that's when we'll record the first episode for this book. So um, I feel like that's enough time. But yeah, we'll be reading that. So if you want to follow along, you can get the book. It's called Midnight by Sister Soldier. And that's S-O-U-L-J-A-H. Okay. Very Black. Um, but yeah, we here. That's the next book. I'm so happy that you guys went on the yellow little vacation. Anya uh, asked me, where's Kiki Carr? I said she got it. She gave me got it. Um, so yeah. But that's it. That is it, y'all. I didn't do anything on my birthday, but um what did I do on my birthday? I worked, I went to physical therapy and I had some edibles and I just chill out chilled out. We saw you had a cake. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I did, I did um, pick up a red velvet cake. It was good. <sighs> um, we, got you, we got you our stuff, too. We got you and the girl something from Hawaii. Yeah, we did. Is it a Hawaii skirt? All right. I it's, it's a coconut bra. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> it's not exactly a skirt. It's a coconut bra, if anything. I cannot. It's something that you could use. Okay. Every day if you want to. 
That's cute. But yeah, that's mm. it. That's all I got. It's a big wooden Hawaiian dick. Ooh. I wanted to get you that, but Kiki looked at me like I was crazy. So I was like, never mind. I cannot. <laughs> My dad used to have this um this uh beer opener and the way you would um uh use it to open his wing would go up like this i said this is where my vulgarness comes from (laughs) yeah i was like why do you have this sir out of all the the bottle openers you can have but, yeah. but no, they had like a keychain and like a bottle opener that were shaped like dicks. Mm-hmm. Made out of wood. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we should get this for Chantal. And the lady was like, oh, that's some of our, these are, those are our most popular items. I'm sure. I'm sure. I get that. <laughs> yeah. What else? What else been happening since y'all left? <sighs> Nothing else. Nothing else. Oh, fuck is high. I'm sure. I don't know about you, Kiki, but I still feel like today's Monday. <laughs> oh, yeah, I definitely feel like Monday. I know I ain't going nowhere else for the next two or five years. <laughs> not two or five years. Yes. yes. You are. You going to no, go. I'm not. Why not? If it's, if it's not a drive away, I'm not going. Oh, man. And watch us see Kiki talking about, oh, get ready to go to uh, Mexico. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, I am not, especially with COVID, man. That shit too much. You got to go through a whole goddamn health screen clearance just to get out the goddamn um, airport. Girl, all you need to do is take a goddamn test and then show your test results and that's it. <laughs> but then what if you test positive? That's why you get insurance on your uh, on your ticket, so you can cancel your flight. <laughs> I cannot. Mm-mm. I miss the days where you can just go somewhere and just be free, no mask, no nothing. Mm-hmm. And all COVID is is the damn flu. I don't know why people are coming. That's what they're right. now. Since um, Doctor Fucci face emails came out, they're basically saying that it is no COVID. What? Yeah. His it's email, not COVID, it's the flu. His emails basically like it's just it basically states like it's an illusion for this vaccine. Um they they um got his emails and it doesn't say verbatim, but how he's trying to explain it is saying like, you know, it wasn't supposed to be all of this extra stuff, it's just this. Like he don't want to admit like, yeah, this is some bullshit. And now, wait, but who is wait? But you said Poochie face. Who is who is he? Like I don't know who you're talking about. Poochie, the um, the one that was next to Trump all the time talking about this vaccine. And um, oh, okay. And uh, comment, yeah, I was like, I didn't know who that was either. Yeah, he um, they got his emails. They got a hold of his emails and shit. And what's so crazy is now the CDC is saying the people that took the vaccine. Um, they're probably endangering themselves now more that they want to fly because of what's in the vaccine. You are, you're a higher risk for a heart attack. At Wait, high with risk. the vaccine? People that took the vaccine 
they're at a mm. higher risk of a heart attack at certain elevations. So it's not safe for them to be flying like that. So now the air, now the airlines like we done told these people and some of our new workers that they need to get the vaccine. And now y'all saying that it's not safe for them to be flying like this. So imagine all the people that got the vaccine that want to fly and get back to their new norm. And if they say, oh, now, you know, it's a liability for y'all to be on this plane, your ass is going to be on the ground. So, no, she said that the people who got their vaccines at a certain altitude, they'll be at higher risk of getting of having a heart attack. So, so now they're trying to discuss that, like what what they're supposed to do with this information. Remember, yeah. mm-hmm. DMX's doctor uh-huh. said his heart was not strong enough mm-hmm. to withstand the vaccine, and that's what killed him. Oh, mm. you heard that. Yeah. That's why I ain't getting on that dang vaccine. I already got heart issues. Steph got, Steph had um, heart surgery. She had to have a clearance from her cardiologist to get her. Damn. Mm-hmm. And that's the shit. What kind of, well, see, this is my thing. Why did, why did it get, um, why did it get clearance from a cardiologist to get a vaccine? Because they know it's not Because it can affect your heart. That sounds like and adrenaline. They, yeah, it's a setup. <laughs> That sounds like an adrenaline shot. Yeah. My mom has heart issues and she is not good for her to get it. That's crazy. But they say people with immune issues. But wait. So, okay. So, if COVID is a respiratory condition, why is a vaccine affecting my heart? Is it supposed to be helping you or not? And that's the shit that people don't want to question. They just want to do whatever they can so they can be out and about. I just think that they don't know enough about it. Because they say that it's a respiratory infection, but but they don't know um, how it affects what other parts of your body. And if so, what other ways? Oh, but did y'all see the new Lysol ad? The new what? The new Lysol ad? No, what it say? In the new Lysol commercial, it says Lysol kills COVID-19. Well, it have COVID on the can. It got coronavirus mm-hmm. on the can. Oh, coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But y'all, did y'all see the goddamn Lysol prices? No, I haven't that bought shit, anything. That shit, $8 in Publix and $8, almost $9 in Kroger. Man, suck my dick. Mm-hmm. Like, I got one from the dollar God store. Me. I ain't got one from the dollar store. No. But that's... Mm. You know, that's in latest news. We lost. But again, but again, that was like my post I had made. I said, shout out everybody and their mama at the airport because they got vaccinated. Not realizing that just because you got vaccinated doesn't mean you still can't catch uh, but COVID. You, but you know what doesn't help? Today, where were, where were, what did we go in today, Anya? Where did we go? No, we were in Kroger. Mm-hmm. And over the intercom, it was saying... You know, if you if you took the vaccine, then you have a right to be maskless. They said that at Walmart today too. When I was in Walmart, there was like all shoppers that have been uh, vaccinated for COVID nineteen yeah. are allowed to take their mask off. But my whole thing is, how do you it's know who's been safe. vaccinated and who and who hasn't? Right, you not asking for cards at the door. But the CDC is is um saying that. 
Honestly, to be honest with y'all, I honestly, to be, for me, I'm not saying anybody else, but for me, mm-hmm. I, even if they do lift the whole mad, mandatory mask thing, I think I'm still going to wear one. Me too. Me too. Because they know everybody is not vaccinated and they know they don't have no rules set in place to where you have to show your card or before you can come in maskless. Y'all not regulating anything. Y'all playing with people at this point. Right. And I and I and I'm kind of feeling like how you know the eight the the Japanese with the bird flu mm-hmm. when the bird flu ran had ran rapid in Japan, like when you see Asian people at the airport or the supermarket, they still had a mask on. Right. They, they were shopping. They weren't taking no chances. They were out with masks on even before people were wearing masks like that. So I'm just like, I honestly feel like I'm going to be one of those people that's like just going to wear a mask everywhere, every time I go outside. Yeah. That's a fact. See, Naomi Campbell been doing it. Michael Jackson. They've been doing it in China too. Now, let me say, you know, Naomi, before COVID, Naomi Campbell was already a germaphobe. Yeah. She would get on airplanes with gloves on and a mask and wipe her seat down. I remember down. and people would laugh at her. And people used to be laughing at her. And there was a white lady that was in first class with her talking about, can you do my chair like that? And Naomi Campbell looked at her and she was like, I'll give you wipes to do it yourself. I'm not going to do it for you. <laughs> Baby, when COVID-19 had hit, Naomi Campbell had bought her whole uh, hazback suit. But the mask will be fucking with people breathing, though. That's another thing. An article. That's, from that's my opinion. An article that's, from a doctor mm-hmm. in uh, Australia or London. She said mm-hmm. that the, wearing the mask like that and breathing in your own um, mm-hmm. air is giving people brain damage. And I mean, not even that, but like shortness of breath. Yeah. other heart issues a lot of people who they say passed away from covid they didn't really die from covid they were no, they passed away away because they, they had breathing issues with the heart and that's and why stuff. i feel bad for the people who still had to stay physically at a job and wear that mask for eight to ten hours yeah mm-hmm. like nobody wear that mask for eight to ten hours mm-hmm. my mom used to do that yeah, that's crazy. And, and the way but the- my whole thing is, but but also kind of like my thing is, it's like they tell people that have like pre-existing conditions not to wear a mask. So like, why if you have a condition, why are you wearing a mask? But if you're in the healthcare field, it's like, what choice do you got? Yeah, you really don't have a choice. No, but what I'm saying, I'm, I'm not talking about people in the healthcare field. I'm talking about just a regular person out in the street. That those people have been dying from that that they claim were dying from COVID, but were dying for something mm-hmm. else because they had heart like breathing issues and stuff like that. They tell you mm-hmm. if you have a condition that restricts you from wearing a mask, not to wear one. Why are people are why are those people still wearing one? But how do you know if you have like some people don't know that they have a condition? They just wake up one day and you know they start breathing different or they got shortness of breath. It's like out of nowhere. The right, that- but but like that, but also with that, like if if I'm breathing funny, I'm gonna wait a day to see what happens, and I'm gonna go to the doctor the next day if I'm still feeling if I'm still doing that. Because you got common sense and you got insurance. But there also is people out there that prime example. A lot of these people be on oxygen tanks, and they still be wearing the damn mask. That's true. That's true. And then 
through this whole pandemic, a lot of people, unless you work a corporate job that'll give you health insurance, even the state health insurance, the Medicare or whatever it is, a lot of doctor's offices are refusing to take people that have that. Like I couldn't find no dentist that'll take that. I couldn't find no physician that'll take that during the pandemic because they were just like, oh, we're not taking any such and such patients at this time. I called about 10 dentists one day and nobody was taking it. And then this one lady at the front that she broke it down to me, she said, a lot of um, physicians are not taking the state insurance because they're slow to pay out or they don't, they don't cover a lot of the things that we offer and price that we need to go ahead and help you guys with. So they're not taking. So really on paper, the key yeah. word there was help. Yeah. So, so if you're helping people, why are you expecting payment? Because in the U.S., the profit is health insurance. They, they don't profit off of helping people because they need to help people. And, Child, and that sound like that sound like the that sound like pastors at church, honey. Them motherfuckers are trying to get paid to preach the word of God. But I thought you, as a servant of God, you supposed to do that shit for free. Never mind. This is on top of your regular degular job. You being a carpenter, you working your whatever your trade, you come here and you also preach and you also go check up on the people of your congregation that go ahead and give you tithes every week. But no, today's preachers want to stand up there and preach in a nice suit and cufflinks and have a private jet and a Lamborghini and fuck whoever they want to fuck on the deacon board. I'm just like, well, why is there a preacher on Forbes? I'm confused. So, yeah, don't get me started. <laughs> it's a mess. Like, it's a mess. This can, we just, can we just start the world over? Listen, where is no. the Lord? Bring him, yeah. bring him don't here. Start, don't start can this we start, hey, Wait, Can we start the world over without white people? Boy, mm-hmm. what would that be like? like? <laughs> what would that yeah. be like? I don't want to start anything over. I cannot. He'll start the world over without white people and see how that works out. Man, no. <laughs> I say that, but then I probably get annoyed with, with uh, black folks too. I mean, because we no, do. because because the thing is, because this is the thing, we don't know what a world be like without white people. We what? We don't know what a world will be like without white people. We don't. But at the same and, time, and, I, and 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 it's been proven throughout history that white people have brought nothing but destruction in their past. Disease. Mm-hmm. Evil. Rodents. Death. Rape. Pillage. Mm-hmm. All that other shit. Mm-hmm. Evilness. That's a fact. That's why I feel like they're mutants. That's why I feel like that's, that's why I feel like they're mutants in the gene pool. And what they were doing was a lot of inbreeding still. to keep themselves and then they still do that now to this day and mind you they do that with dogs yes to keep their quote-unquote bloodline pure did you see that um this the, the new um i think it's a show or a movie on netflix with the half half um human half animal baby no yeah it's on netflix yeah i'm not watching that <laughs> 
but the baby has like um like animal ears and oh yeah that show that show okay yeah i don't know mm-hmm. i just feel like everything that they're showing us in a ha 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 funny way oh we we've been doing it we just trying to see how the public takes it listen i heard this a long long time ago any form of art is a imitation of real life act of some things that happen in real life yeah so like movies books Mm -hmm. jokes paintings anything of created by a creative Mm -hmm. is something that they have either witnessed or something that they've experienced in their life. Because just like at the beginning of Law and Order, it tells you that these are not real. Yes, Mm -hmm. they are. Yes, they are. The duplication. Yes, it is. That's (laughs) like when people like, that's like, you know, when people like say like, and now I'm going now I'm now I'm nerding out for a minute. But like that's why when people tell stories of like when they have like, you know, like the Harry Potter films and like Lord of the Rings and different little things like that. In my mind, I'm kind of like, how do people come up with stuff like that if that stuff doesn't exist? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm still wondering why only white people see aliens. Uh oh. Because I'm sure I ain't never seen one. Me either. Why they don't never come to the project? They listen. Girl, they might be in the project. You just don't know. I don't know. I don't I, I feel I don't I feel like they are they're fake humans among us and they're doing like testing to see how it works, just like a um a beta update mm-hmm. on the phone. Just, oh, I want to know what happens when you die. I mean, don't we all want to know? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, what really happens? Like, for real, for real. I hope what, after I die, I don't ever have to pee. <laughs> I, hope, I, hope, I hope it's not necessary. <laughs> um, I've heard many things about what happens when you die. I heard, like, you know, you... some people are reborn. Um... I hope I'm not reborn to come back here. I want to go to the inner earth. I heard the inner earth is fine. Yeah. I want to go to middle earth. Yes. I heard that is a a wild place. I want to go to middle mm-hmm. earth. Like peaceful. The gravity is completely different. I want that. I want that. I want that. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I'm built to be in the heavens just up there waiting for people to come i don't want to wait for nobody to come where is it lit i don't at? think that you're gonna be waiting for anybody <laughs> do you think like when you do you think when you die you forget this because if you remember this after you die i don't feel like you would truly have peace i think it all depends like so i feel like like some people say, like some people go to heaven, some people go to hell, and some people are stuck like someplace in the middle. Mm-hmm. I feel like some of us are reborn, mm-hmm. and I feel like others are stuck in the middle. 
and I feel like others and some others are they move on to the spirit to the spirit realm mm-hmm. and they fight for family friends loved ones in the spirit realm mm. against spiritual attacks mm-hmm. so you think uh, some of us are on duty I think some of us are on duty mm. I think some of us are reborn to get some shit right Mm. and I but feel like some of us are just, and I just feel like some of us are stuck in the middle mm-hmm. because it's some shit I want to finish but I don't want to finish it but I'm a lazy hoe and I don't want to fight for nobody either <laughs> just, just standing there looking at the time card looking at you Oh. Basically, I hope if I leave after I leave this life, I don't have to work. Like, I, please don't put me on the task force, please. I um, I will say, and I always say this: like, if I go and I have the opportunity to come come food with people here, boy, I'm I'm knocking bookshelves off shelves. I'm shutting doors. I'm doing all. Yo, hot hoes, like Alfred, I'm, I'm hot your ass. Shit, you gonna yeah, I'm know. I'm your ass. I'm telling you. So that's what you've oh. been doing all this time? Yes, I'm in and here. Speaking, and speaking of hauntings, I feel like a lot of the, and I feel like sometimes people do when they pass on, mm-hmm. this spirit is attached to something, to a person, place, mm-hmm. or thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they can't move forward. Ugh. Do you feel like it's something they have to do in order to be able to move forward or they just latch on and they stay? Um, I feel like they latch on and they stay. Mm. Um, and they and it could be for several reasons. Mm. Not necessarily like I'm latching on because I don't want to move forward because I'm gonna miss you so much. It's more of I'm latching on because I don't want you for I don't want you to forget what you did. Okay. Or they latch on to this place because they know now that I'm gone, nobody's going to look after it like I'm going to look after it. Okay. Okay. Oh, I guess that's me then, Chev. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, I don't know. What if after I die, I'm going to be like, what are my options? Let me see all the packages you offer to see where I need to be. <laughs> I sometimes feel like you're not given an option. Yeah, I don't think you are either. I think that it's just all up to a higher hierarchy. Because mm. I would like if I go before I see my grandchildren, I would I wouldn't want to come visit them. <laughs> but you know what's so crazy? If you go before one of your grandchildren, you might come back as one of your grandchildren. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. What if you come back and you know you are you in this body, but but you can't you can't say anything, you can't speak on it, you can't you can't vocalize it. Yeah, that's crazy. 
And I don't, but this is the thing. I don't think you know that you're you. I just think you know that you've been here before. You just can't figure out when and where. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is um case in point. The waitress that Kiki met at the restaurant at the airport in Hawaii, her and the waitress looked at each other and they were like, don't I know you? Mm. And her and the waitress never met each other a day in their lives. Were you but they you felt like they know each other. Like they felt like they seen each other before. And then like I said, and like I told both of them, I said, well, maybe you knew, maybe you guys met in a past life and now you're possibly now you're crossing okay so since we're on this subject do you do you believe in uh dupe what you call them uh when you're when you are a double doppelgangers yeah do you believe in that um not necessarily a doppelganger i do believe in shapeshifters hmm like would the lord disrespect me and make me twice I, and I, and they say that everybody has a twin. Like somebody looks alike. Like there's somebody on this on this planet that looks exactly like you. You know what y'all need to watch? On Hulu, there's a, a movie called Three The Three Strangers. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. And basically, it's a mind fuck over and over again. The I'll just give you like the beginning. Uh, three, three people find out that they are triplet, just off a of coincidence, and and things happening, and then it snowballs into the whole movie, and it's so fucked up. By the end of the movie, it really makes you question. Do could you pop if you were adopted? Could you possibly have a twin out here? And because of the place that you were adopted from, they have that seal. And that's all I'm gonna say. The shit was crazy and it's real. Mm-hmm. I believe it. And yes, it has something to do with Jews and Nazis. Go I've for it. Seen old girl before. But I, but I, 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 I actually had a conversation like this uh, last night, recording with um, this podcaster from uh, Dim Dim Chakras, and we were talking about visions mm-hmm. and um, including seeing things before you actually experience them in real life, and deja vu, mm-hmm. and. Um, um, intuition and there's a lot of people that don't believe in that and think that who is real for me listen, and I feel like that's fair to not have believers in that if you haven't experienced it mm-hmm. but if you experienced it multiple times I feel like it's a reminder it's a warning it's for protection and it's also to protect other people to be in the middle of experiencing that because I've always gotten them from when I was like a little kid. And I still yeah. get I still get them sometimes and I don't know why I get them at the times that I do, but I feel like it's reminders that, oh, you still it's still here. It's like that's still a thing you have. It's just mm-hmm. a reminder that it's still with me. And um 
when you get those, I feel like people do a disservice if they don't, they don't um, mm-hmm. research what they mean. Kind of like your dream book. If you mm-hmm. have a dream continuously and it's this, you will be doing a disservice to yourself if you didn't research what it means. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I have dreams and visions all the time and I daydream a lot. Mm. And it was like it's it's and the thing is like a lot of like it's always like my daydreams are always so vivid and they're just kind of like not to where it's like it's impossible. Like I would I would kind of like tell stories to like people and stuff like that. Like I like I'll tell you guys all the time. Like it's mm-hmm. like with bitch when I win a lottery, when I win a lottery, when I win a lottery. Mm-hmm. And people are kind of like, bitch. You're not going to win a lottery. You know, people the people never win the lottery. But I'm like, bitch, like, no, like I might be the one to actually win, win yes. lottery. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to win this shit. What are y'all talking about? Yes. <laughs> you know, you remember? And I don't know if they did it when you guys were in elementary school, but the money, the money box, where you would have a um, assembly, you would go to like maybe the cafeteria or the gym, and they'll have like this. It looks like a phone booth. But it's this box that you can physically go in. They blow air in it, and it has a whole bunch of money in it, and you have to see how much you can catch. Yeah, I see those. Okay, so they used to have those when I was in elementary school for, like, prizes or, like, some type of uh, activity week or whatever. And then throughout the week, they would have, like, raffles. And they had this raffle that I put my name into, and every day before school let out for us to go on the buses or go home, they would pick a name. And I remember being in fifth grade in uh, Miss Giovanni's class. I hated that bitch, math class. And I would, I would say my name. I was like, and they came on the intercom. They was like, okay, we're going to pick today's winner for the yard of bubblegum. It was a yardstick full of fucking Bubblegum ball. Mm-hmm. The bitch said my name. And I remember just sitting there stuck like. Manifestation is real too. Hello. And Manifestation that's is real. That's when I knew like you have the power to say I'm when I'm a millionaire and own it. Instead yeah. of saying I wish I was mm-hmm. going to be. Because if you own it and you just keep that vision vivid. Is mm-hmm. bound to happen because you're speaking it into existence. Right. Like I see myself, like I see myself doing other things and making money from that, but I don't, but I see myself being a millionaire by winning the fucking lottery. <laughs> I mean, shoot. It happened to somebody else the other day. He um did a lottery ticket, he scratched it off, he saw that the numbers matched up, and this fool got so excited that he was pumping his gas. This fool jumped in his car and drove off with the gas pump still in his uh, car thing. He got a pay mm-hmm. for it. But after taxes, I think he like at least eight eight hundred thousand, uh, seven hundred thousand richer. Like, and then also my whole thing is like I've always been the type of person. And then like people used to tell me this all the time when I was younger, and I really didn't get it until I got older. What makes them any different than me? Like the people that you know that have won the lottery, or the people that have all this money, or like done all this other stuff, like what makes them different than me? Nothing. Exactly. I don't 
just think that people don't know what, especially our people, don't know their power. Oh, for sure. <laughs> because they spend too many, too much time listening to people devaluing them. Oh yeah. People devalue you so you can stay around. Mm-hmm. Because the people that devalue you either don't have no, either don't have any power of their own, or they don't know their power themselves. Mm -hmm. like they they never had a moment where they were like bitch like I have power right Mm -hmm. I think that that manifestation is real because obviously on the beach in Hawaii manifesting well and I look over to my left and it's a whole fucking rainbow in the sky Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah no manifesting is real Manifesting is real. Honoring your ancestors is real. Honoring the people that have came before you that you know are beside you, your spirit guides, your ancestors, those people that are guiding you through life, that are trying to tell you things like spiritually, like that shit is real. And all you have to do is just really sit down and pay attention. And listen. Yes. Because the signs are there. It's just either, either you see them or you don't. I think a big issue with that is people are so far um, from connecting with the earth, just secluded and absorbed up in this technology that they can't ground themselves. Right. You think you're above, you know, going outside without your shoes on or in nature and and being at peace and disconnecting. Listen, because bitch, when we was in Hawaii, it was times me and Kiki looked at each other like, bitch, you think you're following the room? Because I'm going to leave my following the room. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. 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 And it's like, I felt I, I felt like I could have took more pictures. Like, I felt like I could have made mm-hmm. more videos and stuff like that. But then mm-hmm. I was like, then I'm tasking myself to do something and not and not enjoy being in a moment. Right. That's why I don't like traveling with females. <laughs> Listen, I don't because know. I don't want to spend like half the day that we're supposed to be on the beach doing hair, doing makeup, and then you go on the beach and then we spend two hours taking pictures or trying to get the right look for you to post on Instagram. I hate it. And it was very much like we going on the beach today. All right, let me wa- let me wash my face and brush my teeth. <laughs> Listen, I got ready in all the two seconds. Yeah, like ain't slick down my edges or nothing. Just put hair in ponytail. All right, let's go. Because <laughs> for real, we was like these people don't fucking know us. <laughs> right, right. That's true. Yeah, that's how it was when we were um in Puerto Rico. Very uh, chill. Relax. We only left the resort one time. That was to get um, pizza. But it was at the time where they had that hurricane and mm-hmm. a lot of places in Puerto Rico didn't have electricity. So there was like limited places you could go. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. I, I feel like that's what vacation is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be a whole bunch of, oh, let's go shopping. Who let's go. Yeah. And including oh, people, yeah. That people that didn't yeah. pay in for this trip. I want them to see such and such. No, go buy your own ticket, get your own experience, and come see it. But yeah, right. 
Nah, I mean, I'm granted, just, it's good to take pictures so you can have that for your own memory, but mm-hmm. I'm not trying to impress people that I don't like. Yeah. Or people like, don't like that. Or like, for instance, like, people were like, like, people knew that I went to Hawaii, and a lot of people were like, damn, I've been wanting to go to Hawaii, but like, when I looked on the website and saw these different travel restrictions, I just kind of gave up because I felt like it was a lot. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I kind and I just explained to them, like, you know, it seems like a lot because you don't know about it. Mm-hmm. I said, but right. once you, but like, once you like really just sit there and kind of read it, it's really, really easy. And like, my homegirl, like my goddaughter's mother, which is one of my best friends, mm-hmm. she's been wanting to go to Hawaii, but what stopped her from going was that whole COVID shit. Mm-hmm. And I had told her, I was like, girl, it's really easy. I said, you just set up a profile on uh, Hawaii travel web, the, the Hawaii government travel website. I said, once you set up your profile, they give you a list of approved places to get you a COVID test. You need mm-hmm. to get your COVID test within three days of going on your trip. That has to be negative. Once it's negative, upload a copy of it onto their website. Do the health questionnaire 24 hours prior to you, um, prior to your trip. I said, they're going to send you an email with a QR code. I said, print out your COVID results and have them with you just in case they don't have them on their website. And then I said, once you do all that, they're just going to check you when you come into Hawaii just to make sure everything is good and then you're straight. And then she's like, oh, okay, well, shit, that sounds like when, 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 then she was like, that sounds like a lot like when I was going to the Bahamas. The probably only difference is with the Bahamas, there probably wasn't like an approved um place to go get your test it might have just been like have a negative COVID test mm. and like that's the reason why I be wanting to tell people where I'm going because it's like oh I thought it was this, I thought it was going to be this difficult and I could just be like nah it's real simple it's real easy this is how I did it you could do it just like that too uh-huh. and you ain't gotta be rich you don't. You really, really don't. Cause I ain't rich. I'm. I'm by far not rich yet. I ain't wealthy yet. Well, anything else y'all want to share? Nope. No. Hopefully, I'll be able to sleep tonight. Oh, my bitch, I'm going to sleep tonight. Oh. Well, y'all enjoy y'all rest. Maybe. I got to record. All right, boo. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. So long, season six. Bye, season six. Yeah, you about to get back to black. Mm-hmm. Back to the ratchet. That's a fact. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>